You're listening to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee. I'm a spiritual life and business mentor, helping you create a life of freedom and purpose. On this podcast, we chat all things mindset, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. My job is to teach you how to believe in yourself, connect to yourself spiritually, and go after your big dreams. Girl, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, welcome back to the Canon Confidence Podcast. Leah Pardee here, your host. So excited to have you joining me today. Thank you so much for joining me and spending your time with me. Before we dive in to an episode all about resistance, we are going to really quick chat about something I am so freaking pumped about. And it's Soul Escape Sedona, which is my spiritual retreat coming up in September. I can't even tell you how excited I am to spend five nights in Sedona with you guys, chilling out by the pool, walking to hiking trails, just spending time meditating, doing breath work every morning, having our meals cooked for us by a private chef who's going to be on site cooking vegan and gluten-free meals. Oh my gosh. I'm just so excited. Um, Yeah. And that's all I have to say is I can't wait. I hope you join me there. We only have six spots left. So if you're thinking about this, hop on it. Um, head to the link in the show notes, get more details. And I hope to see you there. So let's talk about resistance. I am doing this episode because a question came in last week that said, Leah, can you tell me a little bit more about resistance, what it is, and how it comes up in daily life? And I thought, yeah, of course I can. (laughs) So let's chat about it. Um, So I wanted to answer this in a little more detail here on the podcast. So resistance is one of those terms that you might hear a lot if you listen to a lot of like personal development, spiritual podcasts, or read a lot of books in this realm, or maybe your therapist uses the word Uh, Maybe your friends are therapists and they use the word, right? So it's one of those terms that we hear a lot, but what does it actually mean? Resistance is just another word for fear. It's just another way that fear climbs into our brain. Uh, Well, it's already in our brain all the time, right? Our our ego is is the voice of fear. It's the voice that keeps us safe, right? Its intention is to keep us safe which means keeping us small and inside a very tiny comfort zone bubble. So resistance is just another way of explaining fear. It's specifically fear that's holding us back from doing what we want to do. So why are we not just all living our best lives, doing what we wanna do all the time, having epic relationships, having fun with friends, traveling, doing whatever we wanna do, asking for the raise, right? We don't do the things we want to do because of resistance and this, and this fear ba- fear-based voice in our head that gives us reasons to hold us back from doing what we want to do. So what, what makes it specific is it's like, I think all of you um, have experienced at some point, like you've definitely experienced at some point wanting to go to the gym. Like you have the thought to go to the gym or go to a new yoga studio or meditate and you just don't do it, right? We've all experienced this, I think, especially with exercise. We've all wanted to go to the gym or planned to go to the gym or thought about it and then not done it because the voice in our head says, oh, well, we don't really have time for that tonight. What about just go tomorrow, 
why don't we start next Monday? We already had a cookie this week. Let's start Monday. Um, do you really have time for that though? Because don't you have this to-do list? Wouldn't it be better to put this off, right? It just gives us all these reasons to not do it. We've all experienced resistance in that way. With meditation, I think it's even worse because for most of us, you know, we don't like have a bunch of friends who meditate. Like a lot of the time meditation can, it's just this big, it can feel like this big new thing when we're not used to it. And we hear all the benefits and we know about it and we know it's a good thing for us to be doing, but there's so much resistance. And it's even, even more so, I think with breath work, there's so much resistance there. I had a ton of resistance to breath work for the longest time. Um, sometimes I still do, you know, like I, I experience resistance all the time. Right now I'm making a huge decision about this podcast to potentially changing the name. And I'm feeling a ton of resistance because it's very scary. So I, I know I want to change the name um, to be a little bit more on brand, a little to speak more to what this podcast is actually about now. Because when I started this uh, almost two years ago, we're like almost to the two year anniversary, um, I was... I was very much speaking about confidence. It was much more about like being bold and putting yourself out there and moving through fear from that sense of, of confidence. And now we're, we're very much, we're a spiritual podcast. Like this is a spiritual podcast. We're talking about motivation and confidence and believing in yourself in a different way though. Um, I don't do any coaching anymore that doesn't involve spirituality because it's how I teach. So I want that to be clear when people see my podcast artwork and see the name, I want them to understand this is going to be a spiritual podcast, right? We're going to get a little woo-woo. We're going to talk about manifestation. Um, still a lot of the same principles that I taught as a confidence coach two years ago, but I teach it from a place now of describing it through a spiritual lens um, and diving into it from that aspect. So anyways, tons of resistance. I know it's what I want to do, but I'm afraid. This came up recently where I've always wanted to travel solo. I just have felt called to it. I don't know. I think my soul just wants it. I've always wanted to do it. Whenever I read about someone traveling solo or see someone traveling solo, I'm like, oh, my soul needs that. But it's scary. And it's weird because it's not like going to the gym Many for many people is not scary, right? Doing breath work or meditating isn't scary. It's so it's the same with solo travel. It's not scary where I think I'm going to get kidnapped or die. It's that it's just resistance. It's just new. It's different. My um, resistance comes up with solo travel like, oh, well, what about what about Alex, my husband? What about Alex? Wouldn't he want to go to that destination with you? Why don't we just go with him? Be a little more fun. Then he can like drive the rental car around and, you know, um, you guys can experience it together. Like, um, or why don't you invite a friend? Yeah, that friend you've been wanting to go on vacation with for so long. Just see if she'll come with you. Like, or one of the biggest ones um, is you can't afford that, right? It's like, tells me I don't have money for that because of X, Y, and Z reasons. And like, even though I know I have the money for it in my account, the, the voice still says, well, you can't spend money on that right now because that's not really fair to spend all that money on you when you and Alex should be doing this together, right? Or don't you want to spend money on X, Y, Z? So it's just, 
resistance is just a list of bullshit fucking excuses to not do the things our soul is calling us to do. And so even like, I think like a month ago, I asked one of my best friends, like, hey, can you help me stay accountable? I need to book a solo trip for myself as my birthday present. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it my birthday present. And then I told her after a little bit, no, actually, I don't want to, I can't, I don't want to do that. No, I don't think it would be very fun. I don't think I would like it. Because that was what the voice in the head was telling me, right? But the thoughts of it just kept coming up. It kept, I feel pulled to solo travel. It feels like I just know that there's expansion waiting for me on the other side of this. And so anyways, I did book a solo trip, by the way. Um, <laughs> so there we go. But anyways, um, moving through resistance gets easier the more that you do it. So I've, I've just recently have gone through a period of um, resistance to breath work. And before that, I had a period of resistance to exercising, to doing yoga and going for walks. I would think, oh, I could go for a walk right now. It's kind of, it's a nice, um, you know, it's not too hot out yet. Maybe I'll go for a walk. And my mind would say, you don't have time for that, right? So I have all this resistance and then I just broke through it. So that's what we first, the first step is really going to be identifying it as resistance. I feel like it's a helpful term because it helps us put a name to our excuses and it helps us to recognize them as such right? Because we tend to believe our own excuses. And so it helps us to name it. And then the second step is just practicing breaking through that, right? So um, it could be baby steps. You know, you have all the voice in your head saying, you don't meditate, don't meditate. You don't have time. You're not going to stick to this. It's not going to work. It's a waste of time, whatever. Just hearing all of that going on in your mind and meditating anyways, right? Uh, hearing the resistance to maybe you know that a therapist is in your best interest right now to help you work through something, but you feel so much resistance to it. Doing it anyways, book that appointment anyways. Maybe maybe a baby step would be to look up a few therapists in the area that you want to try out or whatever. I don't know if that's how that goes, but you know, just making baby steps to push towards the thing you want to do and moving through that voice of fear. So you're going to have that fear. It's going to be there. When we have desires, there's almost always going to be fear. Unless our desires are just things we've always been doing that are comfortable. When something becomes comfortable, then maybe there is not as much resistance and fear. But when it's something new, there's going to be that voice telling us we can't do it for X, Y, Z reasons. So we practice we practice, we practice, we practice. People always reach out to me and say, Leah, how did you become so good at talking talking live on the internet, on, on Instagram and Facebook? How did you get so good at podcasting? How did you, um, you know, start? How can I meditate for, you know, 45 minutes a day like you do? I can't even do five minutes now. Practice is the only freaking way. How did Michael Jordan become Michael Jordan? Practice, right? I mean, <laughs> how did anyone become good at anything? Practice, right? Um, with, with going face to camera, I mean, for two and a half years, I've been showing up almost every single day on camera. It was hard at first. It's sometimes still hard, depending on what I'm going to be talking about or if it's something new, but it's just practice. That's all that it is. We don't want to hear that, though because we want to hear things that allow us to make an excuse. 
really. And let's be really honest. That's what we do. I do it too. So, um, yeah, we have to just practice pushing through. One thing you can do though, because this often comes up, well, how do I know if it's, um, if it's something I should do or not, you know, how do I know if I really should do it or not? So that's when we tune into our soul. We tune into our soul. We tune into our heart. And that's where we find out like what our intuitive decision is. Like what's, and the big thing to ask yourself is what's my intention here? I'm all about intentional living and, and conscious living. And that just means like doing things that we actually want to do based on like, instead of autopilot. So like intentional living, the opposite would be living on autopilot. So autopilot for me um, was I shopped a lot. I just constantly would buy things as a way to make myself feel better. Right. So it was, they weren't intentional decisions. They were just me buying things because I thought I they would enhance my sense of self in some way. So it's like a pride or an ego thing when it's going to enhance our sense of self. It's going to benefit what we think other people are thinking, right? We want to do it so other people will like us. Um, we want to do it so we fit in with people, right? That's like an ego-based decision, whereas an intentional decision is based on love. It's based on your soul. It's based on what feels good in your body. So examples of autopilot living would be when, okay, so <laughs> sometimes I smoke marijuana and you know, in the past like six or eight months, I've really lost interest in it. I've noticed I feel better in my natural state than I do smoking mar marijuana being high. Um, and that's because I've done so much work on my natural state that I've, I've become much happier. I don't need to cover up with something else. I don't need to deal with stress by smoking weed or drinking alcohol. Like I used to, like I used to come home from work and just like drink wine and binge eat. I mean, I was on total autopilot mode, right? Now I meditate three times a day and like have done so much inner work. I don't feel like I want to shift my natural state. I don't want to shift my consciousness. So, but sometimes I live on autopilot. And what that would look like is I'm around friends that are smoking. And because I've always, I've always, always, always my whole life since I was like 16 or 17, been the person where if you present me with, if you like pass me a joint, I'm going to smoke it. If you hand me a drink, I'm going to drink it. Like I've just always been that type of person. So when people ask if I want to smoke and I'm in that, I'm with people, I tend to make a very quick decision out of autopilot and say, yes, I'll, I'll have a drink. I'll smoke some weed. And then later on, I'm like, I didn't really want to do that. Or that just, I don't feel good now. Like I, I don't feel good afterwards or when I go home and I'm by myself, I'm like, I don't really like this. So why do I keep doing it? And I just broke through this, like in the past, like couple weeks, um, it's been six months of, of observing this and, and kind of noticing this, but still doing it. And, um, and I would even say to my husband, Hey, we're going to hang out with friends. Like, I don't want to smoke. Can you like make sure I don't smoke? Like, I don't want to. And he's like, well then don't. I'm like, yeah, but when someone passes me a joint, it's just like respond out of autopilot. So we do the same thing with healthy eating, right? We tend to, many of us eat out of autopilot mode. We order the thing we're used to ordering on the menu. We order what other people are ordering, right? We, 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 keep buying the same groceries. Like we don't make changes there because we're just living on autopilot and it can feel very hard and feel resisty and feel weird to make changes. So we make excuses, right? Um, 
so like I kind of talked about this last week a little bit on the podcast, but for a long time, I've eaten pretty much exclusively plant-based at home. So like I buy plant-based based groceries, like I, that's what I like to eat. If I go out to lunch by myself, I'm finding like a vegan spot, right? I don't know like why, I mean, I have a few reasons why, but when I'm with other people for the past year or so, when I'm at a restaurant with friends, or even my husband, I mean, a lot of the restaurants around here don't have a lot of vegan options, yes. But I'll find myself not even trying to um, get what I truly want, but just ordering something that has meat in it because there's some self-consciousness there, right? There's some, oh, I don't feel like answering questions about why I'm not eating meat, so I'm just gonna order meat. And essentially it's just autopilot living, it's not intentional. And so, those are some examples of, of how these things come up in my life and how I've broken through. And it's just little by little by little by little by little practicing. And if you can relate it all to the thing with, with being almost being someone else or making different decisions when you're around friends or family or whatever, what's helped me a lot is making a firm decision before I go somewhere. And what's been very tempting is to text my friend and be like, hey, I don't think I want to smoke today. Or I don't think I'm going to smoke today. And I've done that sometimes. And then my friend doesn't offer me, me weed, but that's not really great practice for me. The best practice is for me to say no in person um, versus like taking the easy way out and kind of telling them I'm not going to drink or smoke beforehand. Um, so I think whatever is going to work, do that, but, but practicing. So now I'm practicing not telling people beforehand, doing it, just, just doing it, right? <laughs> um, I went to my mother-in-law's house on Sunday and I, um, you know, they're, it's like a farm. Like they have a farm. They don't have like very many animals. Sometimes they don't have any animals right now. They just have like four chickens, but they live on a farm and they're just like, you know, they would, they're people that think being a vegetarian is super weird. Right. And so I, um, I didn't tell them before I was going over that I had just decided to, to officially become a vegetarian. They know I eat a lot of plant-based, but so I didn't tell them ahead of time because I wanted to challenge myself to do it in person and just say to them in person, like, hey, I just became a vegetarian and then deal with like the weirdness that came up. And it was very healthy for me. It was very good for me. Um, but whatever step you're at in your journey, you know, don't don't like beat yourself up if you're not ready to do these things in person. Like, don't let that hold you back. You, you know, everyone's journey is unique to them. And um, my journey is not going to look the same as someone else's journey. And so if it's, if it's going to make it easier or feel better, or for it's the right step right now to tell people ahead of time, do that, you know, do whatever is going to feel good. But here's how I, um, tune into my soul and find out if I'm making a decision for me. And so one of the things that I do is I just literally put my hands on my heart, close my eyes, take a couple deep breaths. And I ask myself a question. Um, so like lately, as I've been navigating, do I want to be a vegetarian or not? I've been asking myself, do I want to, do I want to eat a, a burger or do I want to eat a veggie burger? Like what, what would feel good right now? And just tuning in and seeing how my body responds, not the thoughts. Thoughts are going to be fear-based, ego-based most of the time. Um, so tuning into your body and seeing what, what the feeling is there. So like when I ask myself, do I want to solo travel? Do I want to book this trip by myself for four nights? You know, there's obviously some fear that immediately comes up. Thoughts come up. But letting go of that on the inside of my body, it feels expansive. It feels like, ooh, butterflies, right? It feels good. 
it feels like my soul is saying, yes, we need to do that. So yeah, all of that being said, that's kind of how I like tune in and make these decisions because we also have to be careful that we're not making decisions like kind of like I mentioned earlier, like pride based, um, identifying with things. I've been navigating this lately a lot with wearing bras or not. <laughs> you may have seen this week on my Instagram story. Um, I talked about wearing bras, like not wearing bras, basically, um, and asking what they thought. And then a lot of people are saying, yeah, like fuck bras. But a lot of people are also agreeing that you can be uncomfortable to go somewhere without a bra on where people can tell you're not wearing a bra. So I had this friend recently who actually, let me start off the story by saying maybe like eight months ago, this friend of mine told me she stopped wearing underwear. And I was like, oh, that sounds so uncomfortable. Like I couldn't wear pants without underwear, like yoga pants, sweatpants. Like, I mean, this was winter. I was like, I just couldn't. And she's like, okay. And then I, I kept thinking about it. And I was like, well, let me try it. And now I can't even stand underwear, you guys. I mean, if I was wearing jeans, I would wear underwear. But like, I, I mean, I can't stand jeans either. So I'm basically in linen pants if I have to wear pants. But yeah, it's so much more comfortable to not wear underwear. And I've always like known that some people don't like bras, but I always like didn't get it. I was like, they're not that bad. Like it would be uncomfortable to not wear one. Like, and then this same friend just recently stopped wearing bras. And it was a thing where she was dealing with some of the self-consciousness. Like, oh, I should wear a bra in front of your husband. And I'm like, I don't care if you wear a bra or not in front of my husband. Like, who cares? You know? And um, she was feeling like, oh, should I go so here or there? And I was like, I didn't think it was weird at all that she didn't want to wear a bra, but I still thought it just wouldn't be comfortable. So I gave it a try. Turns out it's much more comfortable to not wear a bra. So this was a this was interesting though, because talking to my husband about this, I'm like, I'm dealing with the self-consciousness now. Should I be hugging people without a bra on, right? Like my friends' husbands and like, you know what I mean? Like, is it okay to not be wearing a bra and all these things? And my husband said to me, well, are you doing this? Um, is this what other people on the internet are doing? Like he thought that maybe I was getting this idea almost out of like a rebellion thing or like a feminism thing, like making a stand for something. And I was like, well, no, um, I really don't see much of that on the internet. Kind of like when I stopped wearing makeup, um, I didn't really see, I mean, I still don't see much of that. Like I, but he had a good point because I, do think it's important to look inside and say, well, am I doing this for other people? Am I doing this to fit in with some group? Am I doing this to enhance my sense of self in some way? We don't want to make those type of decisions that are pride and ego based. We want to make decisions out of our heart and our soul. So tuning into that, you can always journal on this. You can journal on a decision and be like, why, why am I making this decision? What is my intention here? Am I sharing this, maybe a volunteer experience? Am I sharing this because I want to, or am I doing this? Am I going and volunteering because I want people to think that I'm a good person? Or am I going there because in my heart of hearts, I want to serve, right? And making the decision that aligns with that and making all of your decisions this way. I mean, this is like one of the, actually, I talk about this a lot in my Awakened Soul program, which is now a digital course that I offer, which is 10 weeks long. Um, one of the things we talk about is intentional living. It's such a big thing to me because I feel like we make so many decisions in life and we do so many things and we eat so many things and we drink so many things and we do things 
based on programming, based on what society thinks, based on what friends and family are doing, right? Why are we doing that when we can make decisions based on how we really feel, what we really believe in, what's going to make us happy? So now I, I really try to live my whole life very intentionally, making choices that align with me and feel really good, um, you know, versus being out of alignment, which is when you're doing things because based on someone else's values or doing things that don't feel good inside of you, but they're what's accepted by society or your boss or your friends or your husband or your boyfriend or whoever. So it, it has helped me increase my happiness a lot. It's just helped me feel free. Like I can't, this is like part of why sometimes I talk about how I feel so much younger now than I did a couple years ago. And it's because I feel free. A couple years ago when I was um, working in a not very aligned corporate office with a with a not very aligned corporate structure and I was I wasn't feeling aligned in any areas of life. It was everything I was doing was ego and pride based everything. Um, I just felt like I was it constricted in a box. I had a lot of anxiety. I didn't know any of this had anything to do with intentional living or my ego or you know I didn't know any of this but now looking back it's like wow I'm free now I'm free to just be myself I'm making decisions that feel good inside of my own body <sighs> it feels good to like let all of this out and talk about all of this with you guys and yeah I'm just so grateful to have to have the opportunity to have this platform and to really speak to these things that have made such a huge difference in my life and I want to encourage you to, you know, not just move on from listening to this episode, but take the time to write down some of this stuff in your journal, you know, go back through and listen again, take some notes, do some journaling around this, ask yourself, where in my life am I being on autopilot versus making intentional decisions, start to journal on some of this and draw some of this out of you. Okay, that's basically all I have to say. If you want to dive really deep into all of this, um, we can either work together one to one. I I keep a few select spots for private coaching clients. I usually only have three or four private coaching clients at a time. But if you're interested in that, um, you can reach out. You can head to the link in my show notes. And yeah, that's one of the ways we can work together on a really intimate level where I help you draw kind of draw off and like peel off these layers of yours of that are on top of your soul so like peeling back layers of resistance and self-doubt and insecurities to get down to who you truly are and a lot of that's pushing through fear a lot of that is moving towards your goals and having me hold you accountable and supported in doing so a lot of it might be helping you stay accountable to like meditating daily or journaling daily, right? Setting up those goals and working towards them. So if that interests you, I'm going to put a link to that in my show notes. And if you guys want to help me out, I have a huge favor. So I recently found out that podcasts are ranked based on subscribers. I always thought it was downloads, but it's subscribers. So if you like this show, if it's your first time listening and you might come back, if you want to support me and help others find this podcast, help me out and just hit the subscribe button. That is going to help other people find the show and get some of this divine wisdom for themselves. And I so appreciate you. So 
Have a beautiful day. I love you and I will see you next week.